Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Boom, 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 boom. Podcast. Hi guys, welcome <laughs> to the Two of the Think Tank podcast. I would say that's probably the best intro we've ever had. Yeah, I would definitely say that, Andy. And uh, I would like to present you this award right here. Oh my god! For best intro to the podcast. I've never received an award that was so malleable. Absolutely. What is this made from? Air. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You Air can... award. Yeah. Well, is it perpetual? Do I have to hand it on? No. No. Okay. Well, I'll. You just don't even keep have to back. hand it at all. No. You yeah. just waft it. Do you think air is malleable? I don't think of air as being malleable. It's definitely soft. It's pretty soft. But yeah. I think malleable, to, for something to be malleable, it has to be able to assume a new shape that has some boundaries. Yeah, well, but this still does, but it's... Oh. Like, would you say there's boundaries around it? Around a gas, or even parts of a gas, you just you just set I think your the, own the boundaries. Point is that the ga- <laughs> yes, <laughs> a gas doesn't have any boundaries. Is, is I I had a cousin who was a gas, <laughs> and let me tell you, Christmas parties with him yeah. were a bloody nightmare because he would just go off. Gases uh, are like the children of progressive parents. <laughs> they just don't have. They set their own boundaries. They set their own boundaries. <laughs> Gases are like squatters. In early Australian settlement, they build they their wear own. Wear plaid trousers. I don't know. If they plants. Do yeah, I uh, uh, there's a cousin having a cousin who's a gas. Yeah. Uh, what a humorous concept. Do you think that's a sketch? Not at all. No. no but, well, okay. Well, what about? Uh, what about? But he goes. Like, he goes. Like, <laughs> he opens the door and he goes, "Mark, are you in here?" <laughs> <laughs> He's not in here. And then he goes into the... He's like, Mark? Okay. Oh, here you are, Mark. What about... All right. Okay. Um, (laughs) Did you ever watch that children's TV show, Ghost Writer? Uh, I saw it once or twice. Okay. Well, Ghost Writer was a character. He was a ghost. Yeah. And he could only communicate by rearranging letters on things. Right? So there were lots of anagrams, I guess. He would rearrange things in anagrams to make... New words, okay, and uh, and give kids clues to solving crimes, right? On computers, or he could do it on anything, like even in a book. Like he's actually was able to move ink around. I, I think he could. Yeah, I think he could. There you go. That was Ghost Rider. Yeah. He was a ghost. He was a ghost. He had a lot of powers. Yeah, that's cool. Well, one power, but it manifested in many different ways. Yeah, and uh, I wonder what if what if instead of having the power to move things around you just had the power to create smells or odors and waft things very gently yeah um, wafting wafting i look I, I like that i kind of like this idea of of uh carl my cousin the gas <laughs> and you walk into a room call out his name and just smell for him and then he tells you a story through uh, the different smells you go how was your day and then you go 
Did you go to did you go test drive a new car because <laughs> you made the new car smell? <laughs> there are like in terms of like acknowledged smells, like we have like a vocabulary of smells, right? Yeah. That we have words for. But of all the things, probably there are a lot of smells we can't create smells at will. We can like we can make sounds or pictures. Yeah. So we can't really communicate with them so that we don't use smells and don't understand smells as well, you know, as yeah. we could. Yeah, that's Dogs true. would. Like, like, yeah, we don't... Uh, look, I don't know. Because, like, okay, we, we, can, we can emit a gas. And then we, <laughs> we can. can. Emit, emit pheromones. We don't have that much control, but you could breathe bad breath onto somebody. Yes. But, you know, that's the thing about uh, sort of, like, uh, perfumists and, mm-hmm. and certain chemists. Mm-hmm. They have the power to communicate with smell. Which is a power that almost no other humans have. Yes. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power com- to communicate through smell. Yeah. Oh, aromatherapists? No. But pe- probably. <laughs> they're probably the worst kind of therapist. <laughs> you can do aromatherapy. You I'm can't... really depressed. <laughs> oh, lavender. <laughs> you, you, can, you can do. Like that. that if they have the power to you know do things with uh, smells, they can presumably they're supposed to be able to control your mood in some way, alter your mood. It doesn't feel. Can we start again? <laughs> Why no? We think we're doing good. <laughs> Why? Just because you couldn't get through that sentence. I couldn't get through the sentence, Alistair, <laughs> and I wanted to bail out. You know, in a way, podcast is like life, and you feel like it would be so great if you could just stop it all and start again. Every time you make a goddamned mistake. But was it really just that? Was it because you wanted to say something about aromatherapists? Uh, uh, look, I, I felt like I had an idea about aromatherapists, <laughs> and then I re- it really didn't go anywhere. What was it, though? It I was think. that... <laughs> <laughs> what, okay, it was the idea of, of applying the, uh, the aroma system of making things better and fixing. Yeah. Right. Two other areas of employment, like an aroma mechanic or something like that. Okay, so that was what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, okay, like an, aro- an aroma mechanic. An or aroma a, mechanic. Or, or a, an, an, an aroma postman. <laughs> aroma pilot. Yeah, an aroma, aroma postman is just a guy who walks around with a bunch of inflated balloons, and then he takes them to your house, and then you breathe them in Oh, you deliver nose. a smell. Yeah. That's quite a nice idea, yeah. that there would be a system <laughs> that would allow you to deliver... Odors. Mm. The odor you ordered is uh, here. Yeah. The odor you ordered. <laughs> the odor. Did you order this odor? Oh, order and order. <laughs> order and order on uh, orderandorder.com. Did you um, order orderandorder.org? Did you hear the story? Uh, did you hear the, the the what happened to the Nazi dog? No. Apparently, he was only following odors. Oh. Uh, I just made that up then. That's, that's quite good. good. Yeah, he's just uh, following odors. Might o- do that on odors. stage. That's great. Not really. It's probably no. not not good enough joke to be worth bringing up <laughs> Nazi sport. <laughs> I think I think you'd want a stronger punchline to be honest, <laughs> and probably a stronger setup, but and maybe a different concept. No, but then we might be somewhere. <laughs> we might be going somewhere. But I feel like that's it's so it's so far away from being a joke about Nazis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that that it's almost the most appropriate Nazi joke. The most appropriate Nazi joke. Yeah. I, look, hey, I like this delivering smells idea in balloons. Yeah. And 
I just think squeezing them through the letterbox would be a bloody fraud activity. But you could just you could just tie them to the doorknob or like you know or, or you know oh, just I'd like to see someone try and squeeze one. Through or the door. or look the balloons the balloons have just got like a rock at the bottom. You just put the rock in the mailbox, and then the balloon just kind of hangs out of the hangs m- out of the. We're presuming that all these smells are lighter than air. Well, no. For the purposes I'm, of this, I'm assuming that you can probably mix them in with helium because helium probably doesn't have a smell because it's inert. Inert. Do you think that? Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Helium doesn't have a smell because it's all inert. Right. So look, I'm changing the idea, my cousin, the gas, and I'm changing it into Could it smell be? delivery service. But also, not just smell delivery service, a world in which humans communicate with smell. <laughs> How will we explain this in any way? It, well, because they'll also they'll have to react in some way, probably verbally. It could because, you know, I'm picturing this on television. Yeah, they will. But listen, it's like, it'll be like this. I'll, you, we'll give it like a kind of like a, a Dave Chappelle intro at the beginning. He goes, well, I was always wondering about this. You know, like he'll, he'll you know, mm-hmm. so he'll set, mm-hmm. basically set up the sketch and you yeah. go, and... I was looking at this dog, and this dog was, like, smelling things. And I was like, that's how they communicate. And I was like, well, we, we don't do that. But I was always wondering, what would it be like if we did? <laughs> okay. And, like, uh, the way I'm picturing it yeah. is, is, is in terms of uh, you just rolled your eyes at me, Alistair. I did not. You did. You rolled your eyes. I didn't at all. You rolled your eyes. Andy, You're well, in a big old eye roller. Andy, there might be something faulty with my brain at the moment because I did not intentionally do it. And I don't remember doing it. <laughs> so I might be having a stroke. <laughs> well, I apologize. Um, the, the, my idea is that like for when you can't put something into words, yeah. but you can put it into smell. Yeah, that's good. Right? Like uh, it's <laughs> Maybe you know that, that moment in a movie where somebody can't s- say something aloud, but they can sing it. Yeah. You know, or they can dance it. Oh, so it's like a well, musical, but it's a smellical. They can stink it. Yeah. It's good. And I like the idea of somebody is like, Smellogram. <laughs> and they open up the door. And he goes, Smellogram is the correct. <laughs> Alistair, well done. And then, and then they open it up. And either somebody, either they open up the balloon in front of their face and they just have it go like, <laughs> like that into their face like that and it kind of you just see the balloon go limp yeah. or there's somebody who comes with like one of those uh sort of uh you know like a fireplace like blower thing yeah and you shh, shh, like that and he just goes shh, into your face with a smell like that mm-hmm. and then or or like one of those little uh perfume bottles mm-hmm. with the psh, psh, yep psh, like that with the little bulb I, I like the like then you can riff on all the different forms of communication and like inappropriate times to get a text message inappropriate times to get a smell message you know yeah. you're in an elevator you're on a train like you get a you get, yeah. you get I'm sorry I've got to take this we balloon could... <laughs> like I'm sorry everyone I've got to take this you open the balloon everybody has to smell the smell that you've been delivered That's great. we could play this sketch at the 4D cinema the 4D cinema. You know those 4D cinemas? Where well, you can smell things, right? I think so. They sound pretty good. Yeah. Mm. wonder where the chemicals that they get to <laughs> make smell come from. <laughs> like 4D cinemas, like 5D cinemas, right? Okay, so 4D cinema is like the smell. I give you the smell. Right? <laughs> and the fifth dimension is somebody pinching <laughs> your legs. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's so much funnier than what I was thinking. Uh, okay, that's great. Okay. <laughs> but this is, then it's not about the idea, right? It's about the guy who runs the 5D cinema. 
<laughs> and, and him running at like this area down. underneath. <laughs> And he's just such a, a creepy loser. <laughs> and he's also like spraying smells out there also through the shit. It's like he's basically a grand a grandstand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he's spraying things behind you and then he comes and pinching you. I think it's mostly just pinching legs, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think and I'm not interested in the smells anymore. Like so he see that somebody else has done the four D cinema. Maybe <laughs> he was gonna open a four D cinema. Right, yeah. and then someone opened a 4D cinema before him, and he realized the only way that he could market his cinema was to open a 5D cinema, but he couldn't think what could possibly be the fifth dimension. <laughs> All he could think of was maybe pinching people's legs, so he's running up and down. Uh, and this makes all, he, does he have to make all the get get all these films made where people are walking <laughs> through tanks of crabs? No, I think, I think he <laughs> he just shows regular films <laughs> and then just tries to like suggest that there would be moments in the film where you would feel a pitching sensation. He's like trying to cram it in to everything. You haven't seen Schindler's List until you've seen it in five D. <laughs> whatever. Does he does he do like does he voice over a couple of things that like Arthur Schindler says and instead of whatever he says instead of like uh, well we we need to save more people he goes something feels like someone's pinching my legs yes uh, that's great 5D cinema pinching legs Boy, I'm going to have fun trying to understand what that meant in a month's time when we read back through this. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, that's cool. So, uh, Arthur Schindler, um, Schindler's Lifts. Which is a real thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. are they... Do you think that, that person's a descendant of Arthur Schindler? Um, good question. Uh, because it's Germany, and they make a lot of... Uh, sort of mechanical well, things like that. Yeah, uh, um, it could be a reference to getting people safely from one place to another. Oh. Although that would be in spectacularly bad taste, <laughs> and so I hope not. <laughs> I don't. I hope nobody thought, "Hey, let's cash in." Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it was just like a tie-in. You know, like like with Shrek, uh, yeah. they do like Shrek Happy Meals, and you can get like a shrink Shrek drink bottle from uh, yeah. from the supermarket. Yeah, uh, maybe somebody went and saw the movie Schindler's List, list not Schindler's, Schindler's List, yeah. and w- then thought it was a great movie. Maybe they saw it in preview. They went to Spielberg. They said, "Hey, man, I'm s- I've got a lift company. Yeah, I think it would be great for a tie-in." And then yeah. it just it just caught on. It just caught on. That never happens, by the way. Like those tie-in products for movies, yeah, never b- like make it outside of being a novelty product and it would yeah. be amazing if that was there was a tie-in product for a movie that turned out that just got a life of its own right do you think there's anything that's ever done that um the only thing i can think of is the the way that they represent screens in minority report i feel like that's affected the way technology has gone oh yeah but it wasn't a tie-in no it wasn't it was a, a, it was a science product. fiction concept yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The it, iPad wasn't released in promotion with, yeah, with uh, that Minority Report. That like bad movie tie-in products or something like if if or, or like the idea that a movie would have a t- like a really high concept movie would yeah. have a really high because it's never a high concept tie-in product, right? It's always 
this is a movie about ogres going to a magical kingdom. Here's a drinking cup. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. It's never... Uh, this is a movie about a man with a flying car. Our tie-in product is a flying car. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a few examples of things that have come... Like, uh, my, my brother owned the little recording device from Home Alone 2. <laughs> really? Yeah, they they sold that. But that's just a recording device put placed into the shape of the recording device that he had on... On Home Alone on 2. Home Alone 2. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I like the idea of some characters who are trying to pitch tie-ins for movies. Yeah, I know that's cool. Um, um, so how about this? It's like a, it's like a, a sort of a, a plastic film that you put uh, underneath your shoe. Like that, right? Um, and it sort of stops wear and tear, and it's the... Uh, Mother Teresa uh, plastic film. Yeah. Because it saves your souls. <laughs> it's good. Has there been a Mother Teresa film? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> and that would be called the Mother Teresa film. Yeah. Because it's a thin film. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in honor of Mother Teresa. Yeah. Uh, um, but sometimes you got to get ahead of the game. Or maybe this is, it goes the other way, mm-hmm. right? In that a Guy has made an amazing product. Uh, okay, a guy has made a really amazing product. Yeah. Like a flying car or something. And then there's been a movie that's come out, like a kid's movie has come out, yeah. uh, uh, which features a flying car. And then the Disney people approach him and say, can we use your flying car as a tie-in, as, as a tie-in for our movie? Thanks. And he is like... He would. He's really angry because it's a serious flying car, yeah. and they're like, "No, but we'll give you the funding, but we just want it to have a big, stupid, smiley face, yeah. <laughs> or something like well, that." Well, you know, they actually could do that, like with some of the sort of flying cari type things that have been invented. Yeah, and remake Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> it's not that crazy. Yeah, like, and yeah. then and then people will be like, "You know, that's an actual flying car." But I, I, I think for me, the sketch in this yeah. is in. <laughs> The life of this guy, who's an amazing inventor, who's made this incredible product. Yeah. And but he's he he, he maybe his like one mistake was agreeing to the tie-in with uh, <laughs> with with Disney, yeah. and now the car, as well as flying, also like makes makes an arrange a, a way of silly voices and like maybe shoots bubbles out the back or something. It's a yeah. genuine flying car, but nobody takes it seriously or takes him seriously, and he becomes a joke because yeah of what it's become. You're I not picturing it. Well, I just feel like it would be a huge benefit to him to to advertise his flying car like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see his problem, to I be just, honest. I, I think this any, guy... Any downside? I would kill for an opportunity like that. Yeah, Does Disney, he realize don't what these what people the, are giving the, him? The distribution of, of Disney films is like? <laughs> I would say like a billion people see a Disney film. Okay, but... <laughs> I'm trying to... I'm trying to paint a picture of this guy's life being difficult. Yeah. Maybe he's working in a partnership with another guy oh, who yeah. doesn't understand his idea, right? Yeah. He's got one guy working, he's got a it's like Steve Jobs yeah. and uh, and Steve Wozniak, yeah. right? The, to both inventing Steve. the Apple inventing the Apple computer. Yeah. Steve was a great uh Steve was a great businessman, but Steve was great at making the computers. Yeah. And but fortunately they were aligned in a similar direction. But what if they weren't aligned yeah. in a similar direction? So, but, uh, the guy who's okay. really good at marketing... The, the one thing that doesn't make it work in my head yet is that 
somehow like the bubbles or the smiles and the voices and things like that have to be integrated in the car in a way that they are crucial now and he <laughs> also doesn't know how to get them out he tries to get them out and then he breaks the car and he doesn't know how to fix it what, but why no I, I don't think he has to try and get because them out. couldn't he just go I'm just going to release a version that doesn't have all no, the... No, but they've, they've given the funding, okay. right? They've given the funding for the car. He's t- he's locked into this contract. Yeah. And it's destroying his life. Could it be that also he's ended up getting... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Giving up the rights to it for it. Yes. For a lot of money. Sure. Because yeah. <laughs> then he has no control over it anymore. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, and they they, instead of calling it the... Uh, Stevenson vehicle. Yeah. And they call it the Fluffy Bubble Car. Fluffy Bubble, yeah. This is this going to be like a... like a? They could remake Flubber. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Again. For <laughs> the third time. <laughs> what, Flubber was originally the Nutty Professor. Was it? Yeah. So wait, the Nutty Professor... No, not the Nutty Professor. The Absent-Minded Professor. Oh, yeah. Sorry, the Absent-Minded Professor. I, I, I love that film. Really, I was seeing the absent-minded professor and thinking that's great, but the flubber in absent, the, like the product in uh, the absent-minded professor, didn't wasn't like attractive-looking green glo- goo. Yeah. It was a quite unpleasant black muck. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was oh. like this sort of sort of gross rubber thing. Oh, like, did you see those those black cheeseburgers that they have? In yeah, Japan? I saw the black cheeseburgers. Is it kind of that black? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, of the black black. It was so, that black. It was black like a black cheeseburger is black, <laughs> Alistair. <laughs> Correct. I was. I guess I was picturing the, the, the cheeseburger oh. cheese. Man, if black cheeseburger, if that, this is a great, this is a marketing coup for the black cheeseburger people. If, they, if we've now started referring to black as cheeseburger black, <laughs> they have done incredibly well. They've, look, they've oh, made what a, a coup. They've, done a, they've made a real impression on me. Cheeseburger black. I'm going to paint my house cheeseburger black. (laughs) Did it happen that quickly as well? And you're just like, oh, it's really... Man, the night was as black as a cheeseburger. Black. (laughs) Black. Black. Mr. Mr. Black. Black. Mr. Cheeseburger Black. Mr. Cheeseburger Black. (sighs) Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger has bacon in it, right? Or something? Uh, What does it have in it? Does it have meat? I think, yeah, it's meat. It's like a burger. It's just like a regular burger, right. but then it's just got a slice of cheese added to it. Slice of cheese. Do not most burgers? Do they not? Does like a Big Mac? Does it have a slice of cheese in it? No. Big Mac doesn't have cheese. Oh, my Big Mac might have cheese. Actually, I don't know. I don't remember the cheese, but it's got Mac sauce. That's what makes a Big Mac a Mac. I think so. It's the Mac sauce. I believe so. Also, mm-hmm. also the the three buns. Yeah. The three p- bits of bun. Big Mac has a three buns. Yeah. Is that the one that's called the slice in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, and then I, I think it's it might be just two patties, but it could be four patties. Four uh, patties. Four patties would be too many patties, wouldn't Whoa. it? Whoa, well, that's too many patties. <laughs> I think I saw I saw a burger once with six patties. It's too many patties. It's too many patties. Was the Nutty Professor like the, the what's his name? The Eddie Murphy one. But also the one that was made by. 
Jerry well, Lewis. Yeah. Because I'm guessing they were based on the same thing. They were based on the Nutty Professor. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, was that... They were based on the uh, the but <laughs> Ernest Hemingway book, The Nutty the, Professor. The Nutty <laughs> well, I think it's just... It, it was just based on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? Oh, yeah. Right, sure. Yeah, that, that thing of the two personalities and the transformation potion. Seems yeah. likely. Yeah. I like the idea that uh, Hemingway uh, wrote a book called The, the Nutty, Nutty Professor. professor. <laughs> <laughs> the man who ate his hat. This is, well, this is more like, likely. This is like similar to the the car situation, but Hemingway is really passionate about his book, The Nutty Professor. Yeah. But he can't get anywhere to... <laughs> Unless to they buy. add bubbles to it. <laughs> no, no, like... But, like... Because you always see this... Okay. You always hear the story about the guy whose vision is something really artistic and great, mm. and they push it in the other direction. Right? Yeah. So, what if, if we, we go the other way? We flip it around, Alistair. Let's flip it around. We flip it around. Let's get a we look at it from another angle. <laughs> we do it a 160. <laughs> Let's flip it a we are a 160. 160. Look, we haven't had training. We're almost all the way around, and yeah. you can correct it at the end, and mm-hmm. it looks like you did a 180. Absolutely. But uh, so, a, a man has written a book. It's, it's you know. Doctor Fartsicle or something, you know. Doctor Fartsicle. Yeah. Like, like he's 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 made a bar- bicycle that's powered by farts. Oh right, I yeah. thought he was freezing <laughs> farts. Yeah, farts <laughs> and selling them in frozen balloons. <laughs> yes, frozen farts. Um, but uh, for some reason they they corrupt his idea and uh, and turn it into a really serious drama. Like and just something, and the, and something that's really practical and yeah, works. Uh, oh, no, no, not uh, no. The the book. The guy's written the book. The guy's okay. written a book called Doctor Fartsicle. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> then the movie rights to Doctor Fartsicle get bought. Yeah. Okay. And then in the end, he goes to see the movie that they've made of Doctor Fartsicle. Yeah. And they haven't inc- even included the farting bicycle. <laughs> yeah, and it's. It's, a, it's quite a serious it's a, drama. It's a very, it's a very serious drama. They, they focus more on. The it's actually a, quite a beautiful film. Yeah, and he completely disowns it. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beautiful film. I completely disown it. I wonder whether Paulie Shore's ever done that. Like, who's Paulie Shore? He was the guy in Biodome. He was big at some point. Oh, I feel like we've had a conversation about Paulie Shore once before. I think it's Mitzi. Paulie Shore once before. Mitzi, <laughs> Mitzi Shore's son. This is, isn't helping. No, but she's the one who owns. Who owned like the laugh? Oh, the improv or something. Right? Not, the not the improv, but the other one. Yeah, the thing. yeah, yeah. In, in yeah, L.A. Right. Okay, famous comedy club. Yeah, uh, the, the comedy store. So anyway, well, that's cleared up who Paulie Shaw is now. Paulie Shaw has he ever designed a movie? He's made so, so many fucking fucking silly movies. Yeah, right. Right, you know, like Biodome and and in the, the other Army one or something like that. You know, all those. Kind of, he's basically done. A film for every Ernest film there was. Do you remember Ernest films? No. Oh. Sorry. we got to watch an Ernest film sometime. <laughs> an Ernest marathon. Yeah. <laughs> there, there would be enough for a marathon. The importance of watching Ernest. Films. Um, films. <laughs> marathon. Anyway, look, I wasn't going anywhere with that. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, but this guy whose who's idea is, is, yeah. uh, is, is corrupted. Uh, look, it could be something. Yeah. I had a terrible idea and you ruined it. No, no, no. Okay, well, oh, that's the, that's the title of the of his of his biography. Yeah, yeah. And then they make a bio. They make a biopic of him. Yeah. And they make know. him look too good and happy <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I wasn't that happy. Oh no, they make him look sadder than he is. Well, I feel like 
with the the Mary Poppins, they made that movie, mm. Saving Mr. Banks, about the making of the Mary Poppins movie. Yeah. And at the end, they made her, she's watching the movie in the cinema at the premiere, the Mary Poppins movie. Yeah. And she's crying in the cinema, right? Yeah. And it made it look like she was crying with happiness. Yeah. But apparently, in reality, she did go to the premiere and she was crying with sadness. Really? And that's the thing about cr- crying. Yeah. In isolation, it's very difficult to tell. Well, what, you, what, what you're crying for. The context sort of makes you assume that it would be out of happiness. It, exactly. Because why would you be crying in a film, even if you don't like it? Do you think it's possible to get a tear? Yeah. Right? Like the, the liquid tear. Mm-hmm. And analyze it somehow. Maybe yeah. put it in a some sort of analyzing device. Yeah. And determine whether or not it was a tear of happiness or a tear of sadness. That's my question to you. I would say... Is it, there's any difference? I would say there potentially is. No. Because, because there would be a different... Look, I look, I, maybe not. But there would be a different composition of chemicals going through your brain at that time, firing out at the time, if, depending on whether you have happiness or sadness. Yeah. So there could be like some hormonal difference or yeah. something like that. Because like, you know, like if you're, if you're scared and if you're stressed and stuff, I find my sweat sm- smells different. Mm-hmm. So maybe happy tears, I reckon they're sweeter. There you go. Tastes sweeter. I would um, be able to taste the difference. Do you think sad tears are saltier? Or do you think it's like, it's like a road that hasn't been rained on for a while? Like your tear ducts... <laughs> If you haven't cried for a bit, yeah. they probably just salt up and they probably, you know, get it like slicks of oil on there yeah. and they kind of just come out. Well, you've you probably got to cry regularly to keep them, keep them in shape. Because I'm pretty sure that stuff on the on the coats your eye is a bit oily. Oh. You know, because that's why it, it encrusts yellow like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. So maybe that gets into the duct and then it oils it up a bit. But I don't <laughs> know whether... <laughs> Doesn't got, hasn't got us any closer to determining... Yeah, look, I would say they're probably just exactly the same. Um, you know the the lie detector, Alistair? I know of it. Hmm. Um, it's very it's very negative, isn't it, the lie detector? Yeah. Why don't we have a truth detector? Hmm? That would be better. I think that would be better. Like, you know, I think so, it'd be nicer. But, but something that reacts when you feel like not just like not just that you're telling the truth, mm-hmm. but that you, when you feel like you're when the like a a brain feels like it's found in universal truth, <laughs> yeah, you know, like 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 it, a universal you, truth detector. Because you know that feeling when you feel like something just really clicks in your brain. Yeah, like yeah, everything goes into place. If, if you're, you're like, feeling that, then there must be a waveform that that represents that, or like some kind of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. brainal emissions. Brainal. <laughs> <laughs> Like like that that feeling is such, is so significant that I feel like you could probably detect that from about three feet away. Oh, with a I don't you know, could probably hear the click. Yeah, was that you? I feel like it's. Like I a, just had an epiphany. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> your brain went like that. Um, is there anything you can do with that? Anything to do with the idea of a device to detect uh, universal truth? Well, I feel like it would go off less frequently than it than it. A lie detector. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, could you? Well, I guess you could. You could make a look. It's like a you could make a film. Yep. And it's a, uh, it's, it's sort of like the opposite of this idiot film where the woman has t- only uses ten percent of her brain, but then she, she uses more oh, of it. She's idiot got all these film. Powers. Bloody, 
Susan Sarandon or whatever her name is. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Similar which is syllables. Susan Sarandon too. Yes. Right? Just all over again. We've seen it before. Yeah. Scarlett. <laughs> um, or if that is your real name. Is if that is your real career. Yeah. Anyway, uh but it's we they realize that the brain is much smarter than you know we you are. only use ten percent of your ass. <laughs> you know, humans <laughs> Only use 10% of their elbow. Imagine, just imagine if they were able to access 100% of their elbow. Look at this range of motion. Picture that. At the the moment, I'm getting about 60%, right? Wait, no, that's like 90 there. About 130 degrees, right? But like, look what happens when I start using, I start activating 20%. Of my elbow. <laughs> I don't know what it would look like. I imagine like a second arm starts coming out. I thought, uh, look, initially I, I, I thought people, humans only use 10% of their ass. I thought that was a funnier yeah. starting point. Yeah. But definitely 10% of their elbow has a quirky charm <laughs> and isn't so anally fixated. Yeah. I mean, I look. I also felt the same thing, mm. and I felt like I'd I'd ruined it a little bit by going elbow. <laughs> um, but like, the, we we could definitely do a movie where you 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 find hidden capacity. But I think look, I think in that's something other than the I brain. definitely think that's something that you could write down. Right. Uh, a person uses ten percent of their ass slash elbow. <laughs> let's 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 be true to the original idea, but then also remember that we could do it with any body part. It doesn't any... just have to be the ass. Or the elbow. Or the elbow. <laughs> all asses and elbows. Yeah. You see that bloke out there? He was all asses and elbows. He only uses 10% of 10% of his body. <laughs> you know, so 10% of his body, he uses 10% of it. But then <laughs> other parts, the other 90%, he uses 20%. Because <laughs> would you say that your brain, like your brain is like 10% of your body? Um, Maybe that's what this is like. like <laughs> no, no, body. Like through through weight, do you think like your brain has ten percent of your weight? Uh, I know that your head has a large percentage yeah, of maybe. your like a larger than you would expect. Thirty percent. Fifty. Really? No. No. <laughs> anyway, like, so I think look, I like I like that idea. Yeah. There's something in that. But then the thing I was going to say was, y- we realized that we're. That that our brains are smarter than we are, and they find out they find ways of tapping into using the processing power of the subconscious of people's brains, mm. and then they turn people's brains into uh, truth detectors. So that you have to consciously go through things to find truths, but uh-huh. it, it it has processed the universe through thirty years of observation. Yeah, yeah, and it, and did, it, it defeats and every possible thing into your brain yeah and it's a bit like alistair lists everything like you actually understand the physical like your brain actually has all the formulas within Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. of the physical laws that's how it helps predict motion and things like that right but you don't know it because you don't have access like because you can you can use that thing you know like for running and catching balls and shit but you don't have the formulas in your conscious mind explicitly so so you have to just go through it and just say a whole bunch of things until you (laughs) get to it and then yep that's true like that's that, and you go, true. Oh, we found it. Yeah. You go, Is it E equals L times V? 
Okay. Squared. Um, this is this feels a bit like mining for Bitcoin, right? Because when they mine for Bitcoin, they process all these algorithms, and you're trying to find certain types of numbers. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Something and once like you've that. found one of these types of numbers, they're all unique, and that represents a certain piece of value. Yeah. Okay. And there's a finite number of them, and that's why there is. You know, there's limited and you can have inflation and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, or maybe not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but what if we come up with a new kind of cryptocurrency that's called Universal Truth Coin? And <laughs> like yeah, what, every time you find a... It's, a, it's kind of like gurus sitting on top of a mountain, right? And every time they, they come across a, a timeless pearl of wisdom, yeah. they can use it online to buy drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Which then allows them, those drugs allow them to explore their mind more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also get on some mad trips. Yeah. <laughs> Rot it down. Universal truth coin. Yeah. That's great. Wow, we, that, was, that was a real adventure to get to universal truth coin. Yeah. Yeah, but what was the one right before that we wrote down? Uh, it was uh, the humans use only 10%, 10 yeah. of their ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> a movie, Scarlet Johansson. <laughs> I feel like we could just revoice the trailer yeah. for, <laughs> just, for that yeah, movie just and then just re-release it. And then ass. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly she's got all these powers. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's actually all you need to do. <laughs> just replace the word. Like, and then just then she, play even, even if she touches her head sometimes yeah. to like get telekinetic powers, it's like she's concentrating on her ass. <laughs> Uh, well done well done well us. done we've us? just it's like so, that person who just turned the fart thing what was that the, the, what was the thing that somebody did the, oh no the Nicki Minaj uh, I like big butt song and somebody just added just fart sounds to it Anaconda yeah Anaconda. that's the name of the song there you go. so are we on five we're on five ideas holy shit guys uh, what a journey we've been on We've been on a break for a while, so we're back now. We're starting to do it this We are back again. in the so tank. Here we go. Back in the tank. Here's today's ideas. Uh, is this the whole thing? So wait, okay, my, no, my cousin, the gas. <laughs> That's a, this is it's a multiple. It's a it's a multiple idea. Idea. Yeah. My cousin, yeah. the gas, but also smell delivery service, which uh, people who communicate through smell and smellogram. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then we've got uh, 5D cinema, where the fourth and fifth dimension <laughs> is just a guy pinching your legs. No, the fourth dimension is smells, and oh, the okay. fifth dimension is a guy yeah, pinching, pinching your legs. legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fluffy, fluffy bubble car, flying car. Um, that's where a guy has a really good, serious flying car idea, but then he has to sell it out to a, like a Disney company, and he's really upset about it and yes. angry that his life isn't very good. Yes. And uh, his life isn't very good. And his life isn't very good because he's upset and he's uh, angry. And, he... and people don't like to be upset. Being upset is bad. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, then there's uh, humans only use 10% of their ass. And then there's universal truth coin. It's a Great. finite thing and that you can have a currency and then yeah. you can use it to buy drugs. And online. you have gurus mining Bitcoin, which yeah, just means them sitting on top of a so, mountain in a cave or yeah. on top of a... It's actually... Um, there's a mountain in a cave. He's on top of that. It's a big cave. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's a, a small mountain. It's a volcano. It's a cave on top of a mountain. It's a... It, no, it's a mountain in a cave. Oh, it's a mountain in a cave. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it... Was it and then inside that mountain, there's another cave. 
That's where he is. That's how wise this Wait, guy is. So is this like, was the first, the mountain that they're inside of, do you think that was just leaky and the second mountain on the inside is a stalactite? Stalagmite. Titemite. Also, um, the universal truth coin, because all these gurus, it's what pulls India uh, and makes it out of poverty and yeah. makes it a, a financial superpower. <laughs> but also you can buy drugs with the coins. Yeah, also, mostly you can buy drugs and, and rugs. Drugs and rugs. Drugs and rugs. Yeah. Come on down to drugs and rugs. We bought too many drugs. Dr- all drugs must go. Universal drug sale. We're losing our mind. All these <laughs> drugs and rugs are really expensive. I must be off my face <laughs> with the prices I'm getting rid of these drugs for. And rugs. And rugs. Anyway. Thank you very much. Thank you kindly. Thanks for listening, guys. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.